Welcome everyone to the Anxious Millennial Podcast. I am your one and only host, Alexandra. Also, welcome to season two of the Anxious Millennial Podcast. I can't believe I'm actually saying that. I am so happy to be back. I feel like it's been forever. It actually has. (laughs) It really has. I always laugh when people wish me Happy New Year, like when it's mid to late January, but I'm going to go ahead and do that. I will, because I do want you to have a genuinely happy new year. I think we've collectively all been through enough. So to you, I send you all the most amount of happiness that you can physically handle. You deserve all of the good things. So yes, happy new year. Happy 2021. Stay tuned to the end because I don't know if you're new or not, but My thing is I ask my guests what their word for 2020 was. So I look back on a lot of the really inspiring words that people used to qualify that dumpster fire that was 2020. I'm not going to lie. I had an interesting past few weeks. It's been a bit of a topsy-turvy situation. Just based on what's happening in the world, um, not just on a pandemic front, but on a world events front, um, you know, watching what's happened, um, in the United States and with the shift of power. So this is not a political platform. I won't make it that, but all I am saying to you all, um, my anxious and non-anxious millennials and non-millennials, when it's time to turn the news off, do so. Do what you need to do to tend to yourself. I've had to do that a couple of times. It's been a bit of a whirlwind to have to make sure I'm keeping up to date and ingesting some news, but then having to turn it off when I needed it. Because I know inherently I have to keep up with what's going on. Um, Just on a personal basis, I am so invested in the future of our planet and what's happening. And however, as an anxious woman... (laughs) I have to make sure that I am also being fair and authentic to my integrity and making sure that I'm putting value on my mental health. So that brings me to 2021. I am just so, I feel so full listening back on all of my podcasts, you know, during the holiday break, I had a really nice opportunity to listen back on some of the recordings and some of the interviews I have had the honor and privilege to do with so many accomplished entrepreneurs, leaders, thought provokers, disruptors, authors, coaches, brilliant, brilliant humans. I am so thankful to you all. I can't wait to show you what's coming next. You're going to be really happy with a lot of the content I have planned ahead. But my hopes uh, in this particular episode is to talk a little bit about goals and setting goals, especially in these tumultuous times. And before you say anything, yes, you can plan your life right now. Myself, personally, you want to know what I'm doing? I am planning a wedding. And I am making this really dramatic pause for a reason, and I will insert (laughs) anecdote later. 
But let me tell you, being in the midst of our situation in planning a wedding, which is, I know, first world problems, there's so many bigger things at stake right now in our world. But I do have to say there has been some ups and downs within all of the stuff that's involved in planning a wedding. It's tough. It's tough. It's not just, you know, making sure that you and your partner are on the same page, but then it's within all the uncertainty, planning alternatives and plan A through Q. And if plan Q falls through, well, we need an alternative for that alternative. It is just a juggling act. But I'm merely saying all this because strangely enough, the situation has permitted us all to flex your mind muscles in a way that you probably never anticipated that you could. And I'm just saying this to you, you know, in a proverbial sense, whether you were in fact planning a wedding, planning your life, planning to buy a home, planning to start a business, whatever your plans or goals entail, you can still actually do and plan those things, you know, and they honestly, what I've realized at this point require just a little bit more creativity and probably a lot more focus than what our energy is willing to permit right now. But I genuinely believe that goal setting is still possible. Yes, even right now. So allow me to sort of draw some distinctions for you. So the first thing would be prioritizing versus scheduling for a goal. Now, we often think of you know, having to schedule the daylights out of your every waking moment. Number one, if you're an anxious person like I am, overscheduling permits you to not think about anxiety. And that has been a very counterproductive skill that I've developed. And that's just not being self-deprecating. It's fact. I have really developed this ability to schedule my days to the nines so that I wouldn't have to think too much about my anxiety. But the thing is, overscheduling is not really helping you focus. The key is to prioritize. And that doesn't mean you're going to let go of everything on your list. But you're going to have to prioritize. And you're really going to have to learn how to prioritize. And you know what? It takes practice. But if I can boil it to simpler terms, more on simplicity in a moment, prioritizing is truly establishing the importance or order in which things are done. That's it. Schedule is just a plan for a thing or series of things to be done. But when you're prioritizing, you're really adding sort of like a label, a number to how important these tasks are. And it really helps you and reminds you of what's important because so many things we feel such a sense of urgency on, but at the end of the day, is that thing urgent or is it just bugging you? Cause you haven't crossed it off your list. Now I can tell you the latter has been what's been bothering me. It's on my list. I haven't crossed it off. Well, you know what? <laughs> That's on me. That's on me to cope with and realize it's not important right now. So sequence things if you have to, 1 to 10, 1 to 20, whatever you need to do. By the way, on note-taking and list-making, lists are awesome, but we tend to adhere to a list more than we probably should. Case in point, when a day is done, I always tell myself, Time to make a new list for tomorrow. But the thing is, there's a ton that hasn't been crossed off. 
then there's a whole series of new tasks I now have to do for tomorrow. So my list is inherently longer and it feels like I'm just never getting anything done. So a wise person told me, don't make a new list every day. Keep the same list. In fact, add to it if you need to, but keep it all week. Keep that list all week or keep it at least for a few days. Allow yourself the capability to get through it. Because if you're just generating list after list, day after day, or worse, if you're making several lists in a day, I mean, you're just never going to feel like you're accomplishing those tasks. Also, the child in me is obsessed with color coordinating. So color coordinate your lists if you have to. The brain absorbs so much more when there's color. It's adding life to your list, literally. So when you feel the urge to make a new list, try and not. <laughs> try and not. Uh, it's it's going to be a bit of a challenge, especially habit forming takes time, but resist the urge to make a new list. I'm just saying. The next point on goal setting is understanding the difference between simplifying versus stripping or reducing. Now, I just talked about a list, right? So the thing is, simplifying is merely implying that you reduce. So let's repeat that. Simplifying is merely reducing. Whereas stripping is completely eliminating. Now, I know it's nuanced, but the thing with simplifying is that it requires creativity. Creativity is an interesting beast because I don't know about you guys, but there's a ton of my creativity for a while. I felt like I had lost, especially during this pandemic. I was constantly racking my brain on how to well, come up with, for example, podcast episodes. But then I realized when I let my mind relax and when I switched gears and took a breath and tended to myself, the ideas started to come to me. And all along, what I ended up realizing was that they were there the whole time, but I was so crowded in my headspace. I was constantly running around that I didn't have or make room for the opportunity for them to grow. These ideas were there. I had just put them away in this neat little drawer and hadn't opened the drawer in a really long time. So I implore you to feed the creativity you have within you in every single way that you can. And by the way, creativity is an amazing way to enhance goal setting because it encourages flexibility. I would say step one in feeding your creativity is rest. I know no one wants to hear that because it goes against all of our high achieving perfectionistic tendencies to want to do all the things. Rest is key. It regenerates. And by the way, in your sleep, your brain cleans out so much junk that when you wake up and you've had a proper night of sleep, you're so much more likely to be creative, be focused, be more attentive, and snap less. <laughs> I say snap less because it's, I, 
I know it's not funny to anyone around me, especially my fiance, whom I truly do adore, but he knows when I'm on lack of sleep. It shows in my impatience and my unwillingness to want to compromise. It's just, yeah, sleep has this funny way of really, really bettering you, your life, your anxiety, your relationships that you hold so dear. So yeah, sleep, please. Another point on goal setting is focusing rather than obsessing. So to focus is to see clearly what is most important and concentrate on it. To obsess and or to ruminate is to let focus become an end in itself to the extent that the order of integrity, your needs, your wants is completely disturbed. Now, I don't know about you, but when I'm focused, I feel sharp. I feel in flow, like I don't even see the time go by. I am just getting this thing done and it feels as though no time has passed. And I look at my clock and it's like, it's, it blows my mind when I'm focused, how quickly time goes by. So personal anecdote, when I was doing my undergrad, I, so I majored in psychology again, full disclosure, I'm not a therapist, counselor, doctor, but I did major in psych when I was doing my undergrad. So I had a professor who was by the way, a dead ringer for Steve on sex in the city. Yep. Miranda, Steve was my, my prof who taught the psychology of motivation. And this class was by far my favorites. I mean, we talked about how athletes reach this incredible level of excellence um, and how through practice you reach expert levels. He introduced me to Malcolm Gladwell and the 10,000 hours of practice and how that's a level, that's how you can reach a level of expertise and all that just that awesome stuff, the, the sparkly stuff that we all love reading up on. So he also introduced me to the concept of flow or flow state. So flow is sort of this optimal space that your brain is in where you lose touch with time. And he didn't even compare it to your brain being happy necessarily, but you're just in complete absorption of your task and you just lose yourself and it still yields to a high level of enjoyment. So it's really fascinating. I, I encourage you to read on all of the awesome literature out there that talks about flow. Um, but yeah, so I became fascinated with this notion of it and just wondering how I can achieve more of this flow state. Where can I find it? Where is it? And ironically enough, the more I was obsessing over where I can find flow state and how to achieve flow state, the, le the less of it I was actually achieving. So the irony here is the perfect segue into focus and flow versus obsessing over goals and obsession in general. Obsessing is different. Obsessing is unhealthy. I mean, the word itself, right? We know what obsession is. Obsession is usually tied to unrequited love when someone becomes obsessed with someone else and the love is not reciprocated. That's usually the realm under which we understand obsession. But we can also obsess 
on things regarding ourselves, our imperfections, ways that we perceive that we fall short. But those things aren't helpful. That's not focus at all. You're really just narrowing your view and preventing all the other healthy things, like creativity actually, from helping you along in your process. So we all just realized how important creativity is. But when you focus, creativity can flow. When you obsess, you're restricting the creativity. You're removing all the other good stuff. You're removing all of the healthy boundaries and all of the really important goal setting and the importance of value that you have on on your priorities. The integrity goes out the window and instead you're just obsessing with the end. You're not becoming enthralled with the journey. You're not becoming sort of enriched by the process. There's so much fun to be had out of a process. We all see it as painful because we see end goals as the thing you need to achieve. But in the meantime, we forget that time is actually passing by and you don't get that time back. Time is not only money. Time is the one reliable thing or the only constant in life, the old death and taxes, right? Time is the only reliable thing that reminds us that we are finite and you cannot stop it. It is completely out of the realms of all of our control. So it is there to remind you that, yeah, we're not here forever. And it's not, oh my God, I got to get her done. It's more, why don't you actually lean in to getting her done? The notion of enjoying a task actually immersing into something. Not everything is always going to be a party. Your day-to-day, the routine, those are not things that, yeah, yield a huge amount of enjoyment, right? But every once in a while, yeah, a reminder of your own, (laughs) your own demise often recalibrates your priorities. A reminder that, yeah, we all have a date stamped on our forehead reminds you that, The time is passing by and it'll never stop. Time does not stop. It keeps going. Life keeps happening. Whether you're stuck in your rut or not, whether you're unhappy or not, or anxious or not, life does go on. But isn't that almost a relief? Because then you think to yourself, well, this too shall pass. So any challenge or obstacle that's thrown your way in the middle of your goal achievement, well, it's surmountable. It's, it's finite. A challenge is not infinite. You can get over a hump. You can get to the other side of the mountain. It's so short-lived. It'll require effort. It'll require reevaluating and recalibrating the plan, but you'll get there. Patience is key. And finally, here we are talking about goal setting. The grander scheme of things indicates that what's most important here is actually a vision, a vision for what you want and for what you see being possible for your future. A vision creates excitement, that sort of palpable energy you have when you can't wait to get somewhere, but can't wait to enjoy the process while you get there. A goal is, yes, what you want to accomplish, 
but it's generally only part of the vision. The vision is something that pulls you towards the goal, and it helps determine other goals too. The vision is the bigger plan at work. The goal is merely but a subset of your vision. So what's awesome about that is that your vision knows no bounds and has no limit because it's it's as big as you make it. Now, granted, you have to be realistic within your vision, but isn't that exciting? Just see yourself at some point in time where you feel like you're happy. And not because you've achieved an end goal, but because the vision you had that underlied all of those values that you had and all of those, the the integrity that you hold dear and nearer to your heart, well, that's part of your vision. What gets you going, what you're most attached to, what you really want out of life is your vision. Yes, the goals help you along the way, but it's envisioning what you want in your life. It's the bigger plan. It's not the trees, it's the forest. So I say to you, open up the possibilities. Don't get in your own way. I've done that so often, and I've done that in the past month. I mean, here I am. I'm not trying to be self-righteous or putting any emphasis on, yeah, well, I know all. I really don't know all. I am such a work in progress, everyone. Like, it's tough. Life right now is not easy. And I understand there's so much worse. And I know there's probably a bit better. And I know my place and all that. But I'm reminded every day, every day that I wake up and I don't feel like doing something or I don't feel like getting on a phone call or I'm just thinking, oh, what, what's going to be shoveled my way in the world today? What's going to happen? What's going to occur? What are the numbers in this pandemic going to look like? I mean, I wake up some days and yeah, that that's the narrative in my brain, but The thing is, that's not helping me. That's not really helping me at all. I have to recalibrate constantly. And that's anxiety, but I'm aware of it enough that I know I can't wake up and feel dread. I don't want to. And I'm not trying to resist, but I do accept that, yeah, right now things are a little shitty. (laughs) But it's okay. Acknowledging that is fine. I, I, it, it's okay to even say that. I mean, you know, forget being PC, forget being, uh, just acknowledge that things suck a little bit and they might suck for a little longer, but at the end of the day, don't forget your vision and don't forget the goals you have in your life for yourself. Set the goals, go after them. Don't let anything impede you from those Like no matter what happens in this world, no matter what gets thrown your way, please don't have a defeatist attitude. I, it it doesn't serve. I've been there and it's such a rabbit hole and digging yourself out is tough. So if you can stop yourself in that spiral, it'll be so beneficial to you in the end. So a little tidbit or a little anecdote, if you will, um, So I am in the middle of planning a wedding. Yeah, pandemic wedding. This is the least fun (laughs) 
<laughs> I've, I've had in a while. But then I keep telling myself, you know, this could be fun if I just find ways for, for, for me to be creative and for me to actually go through with this wedding that I'm not sure is going to happen this summer. And yes, I'm getting bombarded with questions. And, you know, I, the other day was looking at a picture of a wedding dress and I thought, wow, that thing is gorgeous. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to wear one. I'm going to wear one, whether I have to walk on a freaking volcano, whether whatever's burning around me, I have dreamt of my wedding day my entire life. It might not be a huge ordeal. It might be scaled down. It might be nothing like I had envisioned. But the vision is not the dress. The vision's not the flowers. The vision is not the pictures and the food and the band the vision is my fiance and the vision is my family and the family we're going to build. That's the vision. Yeah, the goal eventually would be to have a cute wedding, something memorable and hopefully something I'll enjoy. I'd love to dance, but right now I just don't know about any of that. The thing is though, the vision of a life that I want to start with my fiance is what's important. And how did I come to that conclusion? Well, I took a look at my values and I start to realize if I orient my vision in line with my values, I'm reminded that at the end of the day, what matters is the people in your lives, the people, your family, your friends. And you know what? If anything, this entire situation has taught us is if you're healthy, you're very rich. You're very rich. You have all the opportunities if you have your health. Take care of it. Take care of your mind and your body. So on that note, thank you so much for joining me. I cannot wait to unveil this awesome season, season two season two of the anxious millennial podcast. I can't believe I'm even saying that. I'm very grateful. I, I can't believe that I have a platform that I get to connect with amazing people and I get to share life with you. So I thank you for letting me into your life for whatever amount of time you've spent with me today. So my word for 2021 I'm asking myself, what is my word for 2021? And I say to you, hope. Hope for a better future. Hope for a more optimistic and healthier, bountiful, abundant, happy 2021. So I have hope and I am sending all the hope your way too. And it'll be, it'll be a good year. So with that intention, I'm inviting you to conquer that life and I will talk to you next week. I cannot wait. Bye.